0: the green button or the blue switch
1: welcome to games we grew up with a podcast that relies on nostalgia and geeky sensibility in this podcast my brother and i look back at some of the games we played as kids or teens or youth we'll talk about the memories we have of that game and then we're going to see how it's held up on a replay and we'll probably mess around along the way i'm katie i'm chris let's uh, get this started
0: here we go Alright, so we have officially released some episodes. How are you feeling about that?
1: It just reminds me how much I hate my own voice.
0: <laughs> I Yeah, it's, it's one of those, what was the uh, the Disney movie, um, Emperor's New Groove, where the bad guy turns into a cat and starts talking and she goes, is that my voice? Yeah, Is that Yzma. my voice?
1: Yzma's the best. Is that my voice?
0: Yes, that's that's how it feels listening to these episodes again. Yeah.
1: But no, it's great. It's cool. We've had some people reach out, talk about the episodes, which is always awesome. So thank you for anyone who's listened so far. Interact with us. Talk to us on any of our social media. We're happy to talk about it. But yeah, it's been kind of fun that we actually have officially started releasing episodes.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we've been streaming before, so we we had kind of talked to some people there. I feel like we keep forgetting to plug the actual podcast when we're streaming and other people are around.
1: Yeah, I need producer Kyle to tell me that every time. He's always (laughs) like, talk about the podcast!
0: Why are we streaming on this account? Yeah, It's for a podcast. But yeah, here we are, episode four.
1: Exciting stuff. We're getting our rhythm and uh, we're going to figure out what we're doing, maybe. Who knows? I think our review of maybe a lifetime but at minimum the review of the the month is one of our good friends said we were irritatingly good so that's always fun
0: yeah that was a shout out from a podcast by a bunch of friends of ours it's the will run for podcast they give us a shout out in a a recent episode and it's it was really nice of them actually because it was kind of right as we're getting started but it's, it's a great podcast. It's about kind of all of their running journeys, and, you know, they don't just talk about running, like they definitely have a runner's background, but they also talk about, you know, random polls and stuff like that and kind of pop culture.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of the cool thing is they do talk about running, but like the reason they even brought up our podcast was because they talk about what are the fun things they're doing lately? What's a good thing that they're dealing with lately? And that's really cool as you kind of, they talk about more than just running. They talk about how life kind of associates to running for them. So it's, it's a pretty fun podcast. You should take a listen if you're interested in running or, you know, other things.
0: Yeah, definitely check them out. Will Run for podcast. Uh, they're on Instagram, Facebook, all the all the normal uh, podcast places. So, yeah, big thanks to that shout out, and go check them out.
1: So, on to our uh, first segment of the podcast. Uh, this episode, it's going to be another video game trope of the day. Trope
0: of the day. <laughs> All right, what is our trope of the day?
1: So this episode's trope of the day is breaking the fourth wall. So, Chris, what's breaking the fourth wall?
0: So breaking the fourth wall is when you kind of move out of whatever medium you're in and address the audience directly. So you see it in movies, video games, comics, I mean, all over the place. Shakespeare loved to do it, where you would just turn and address the audience directly directly. So it's, it's been around for a long time.
1: It's something that exists in a lot of mediums, which I don't think people realize is how many mediums actually had like the idea, like plays, yeah, as early as plays, you address the audience from the stage. It's a, it's a fun thing. It's absolutely in a ton of video games and has been in a ton of video games for forever, almost.
0: You definitely see it in video games and comics, web comics. Like that is a very good medium for it. You don't see it as much in movies and stuff like that, but
1: every once in a while in movies, but it, it's in comedy movie. Mo- it's woo, comedy movies because it's right. sharing an inside joke with the audience. It's that wink, nudge, you know it's a movie, I know it's a movie, you know it's a TV show, I know it's a TV show. Wink. Mm-hmm. Let's go from there. And that's that's part of breaking the fourth wall. It's, it, it's acknowledging the audience, but it's more than that, it's bringing them into the story. That's why like old school Shakespeare would do it, because he wanted them to learn a lesson from the characters in the show. That's opposed to new school Shakespeare. Sh- I meant old school style like Shakespeare, Lisa. But yeah, some solid like video game examples. Again, it's been around forever. The one I always think of right off the bat is Metal Gear Solid. I think a lot of gamers, even if they haven't played the game, they'll sometimes have heard of this. And it's uh, the villain you face is Psychomantis, And... I think it was the original game. It was the
0: original one. Yeah.
1: And it's something like he actually reads your memory card and he'll talk about what other games you have on your memory card slots or the only way to beat him because he can predict your moves is to actually move your controller to the player two slot because he can't see your moves then. And it's like it's that acknowledgement of this is a video game. And the only way to beat him is by acknowledging this is a video game or he's like he proves he has psychic powers because he makes your controller move by making it rumble, which is just ridiculous yeah, like i'm
0: gonna move your controller to the left like it was wild at the time Yeah,
1: you know at that time you're just like oh my god it's so loud. how does it know that's like one of the classic i think video game examples but a ton of games have done it like batman arkham asylum has makes jokes where it looks like the game is falling apart at one point acknowledging it. again you have a reset death screen with in the game while it's not actually dead. You have, you know, Monkey Island, of course. There, there's all sorts of games that have incorporated in, even if it's not the whole main theme of the game, it has been incorporated in, in moments of the game.
0: Just little moments, yeah. And there's some games that I'm not going to name by name for spoiler sake, but there's games now that have come out where like to beat things, you literally have to go into the game files yes. and change files yeah, and like delete certain files.
1: We always like to choose a trope that runs into our actual episode theme. Jammer Lammy, the game we will be discussing in just a little bit, does it as well because at one level, you actually, when you die, the one of the characters goes, oh, you should be banned from playing games forever. And Lammy's just like, even this one? And she just looks at the screen. Yeah. And it's, it's that kind of moment of you break that, the acknowledgement. And there's actually a fake uh, ending cutscene in Um Jammer Lammy that I'll talk about a little bit later the same way of acknowledging it's a game so that's our fourth wall breaking is our video game trope of the day
0: trope of the day so this week we're going to be talking about Um Jammer Lammy this game was released in 1999 on the PlayStation it was developed by Nana Shah on the PlayStation and Nameco for the arcade. If you could believe it or not, this was actually an arcade game.
1: Yeah, they actually made a special controller for the arcade that was a guitar controller. So this is like the first version almost of Guitar Hero. They actually made a special version, which is kind of amazing and I wish I'd played it on there.
0: It definitely shows too, but we'll get to that later. Uh, game rankings had it at aggregated score of 83%. Game Informer gave it at eight and quarter out of ten. IGN gave it an 8.6 out of ten. GameSpot gave it an 8.4 out of ten. So it was received well enough, but not nearly as well as the original Parappa, that had a Metacritic score of 92.
1: Yeah, and I think that's something we should say. So if you aren't familiar with Jim or Lammy, it is the sequel essentially to Parappa the Rapper which came out quite a bit earlier so it's it's in the same engine it actually has the same characters Parappa actually not only can you play the first stage as him he shows up as a character and Lammy shows up actually and I think Parappa 2 they are actually in the same universe same character so this is a sequel to Parappa the Rapper They upgraded a few pieces, and we'll talk about that a little bit later during our playthrough and what they changed and stuff like that. But the other thing is, it has a two-player mode, and there's different versions of the two-player mode. There's a co-op two-player. There's a versus two-player. You can actually have a two-player where it's either Rami or you can play as Parappa, which is just kind of cool. There's a lot of actually different options within the game. Good lord, Lisa!
0: I literally (laughs) looked over to Audacity, and I was like, that is a non-insignificant perk. (laughs) Sorry. Keep talking.
1: Simple as that. I think it's time to uh, play that music and uh, go back to the past and see what we thought about it before we got to play it again. So hit that music.
0: Onward, Thundercats, ho! Ho!
1: And now we're back in the past, ready to talk about this game, unbiased by any recent playthroughs as much as we can. Um, so, Chris, how much do you remember about both Um Jammer Lamy and a, a little bit of uh, Spice of Parappa the Rapper?
0: I remember that it's called Um Lamy.
1: Damn it! I don't... It, okay, hold on, I'll do it again. Oh, no, Kyle's gonna use the bad clip. <laughs>
0: It's actually a pretty good clip.
1: Oh, Okay, fine. What do you remember about Jammer Lammy?
0: I think you played this more than I did, I want to say. I remember kind of the art style. I remember we had the game and we had the demo for Parappa, mm-hmm. which we played a bunch, got Jammer Lammy. I don't remember beating it. I remember it ramped up in difficulty right towards the end.
1: Yeah, when it comes to the art style, it's the same as Parappa. Both of them have that really interesting art style where you're—it's almost like your paper because you're a two D character in this three D world. Like there are three D elements to the game, absolutely. But if I remember correctly, you turn sideways in like your paper in the sense that like you're flat essentially.
0: Right. It, it was like way before Paper Mario. You were kind of like yes, you were a flat piece. It was obviously like the, you know, tongue-in-cheek 2D sprites where they would, yeah, like fold themselves over and, and turn around and stuff like that.
1: The reason we got... I remember specifically why we have Jim or Lamy is we had Parappa the Wrapper demo on one of those PlayStation Magazine demo discs that used to come and have like five games on them and had demo discs. So Parappa the Wrapper, the very first level, was there. And then I liked it so much that I really wanted to buy it. And I remember going to our local Blockbuster with our parents and not finding Parappa the Rapper but they had a copy from Jammer Lamy which I think someone explained to me was like a the very same similar thing. game yeah. and so we bought that so that that's that's the story of how why it was that game as opposed to Parappa the Rapper
0: And this was a game that I think was purely one that I think the two of us played together like I don't think we played this anywhere else or anything like that N-
1: No it is such an obscure game I think again when I I've, I've I've tried to talk to other people about this game they don't remember it. Everyone remembers Parapa the Rapper. Even if you didn't play it, you'd seen someone play it. You know the songs, you've seen the YouTube videos. Mm Jammer Lamy is, is very obscure in that sense.
0: It felt like that that like Walmart knockoff that you get in the bargain bin right near the door. It's it, just it kind like kind
1: of was.
0: It's like, oh, I wanted Parappa. And <laughs> then you get the gift and it's like, oh, Okay, which I guess you're kind of saying that's how we ended up with it originally, right?
1: That's kind of how we ended up. And I want to say, now that you're saying that, it's funny. I want to say that the Blockbuster person sold it to me as well to be like, because it wasn't the game I wanted. And they're just like, oh, but you know, it's a girl and you're a girl. And you know, at that age, it absolutely was like, yeah, no, I do want to be a girl player. Like, Why not? And that seems silly, but it, it just is it absolutely like I didn't have a lot of reasons to not want the game. And it was super like it wasn't a game they clearly wanted on their shelves. So
0: <laughs> and I mean, functionally, they're they're the same games, right? I feel like they, they were exactly the same. Yeah,
1: the mechanics are exactly the same. They are a rhythm. It's a rhythm music game. It was one of the earliest rhythm music games I remember ever playing. I, I remember now that I, I suck at rhythm games, and this is one of the games that
0: proved it. I'm just terrible at them. I remember, I remember bright colors. I feel like the, the colors were very vibrant.
1: No, the colors were very vibrant. It was very the art style. Like, you weren't humans. I'm pretty sure she was a dog like Parappa was a dog. But, like, her, her best friend wasn't a dog. Talking about Parappa, and I think Parappa is one of those games that that first thought of punch, kick, it's all in the mind. And that's like the first song. And that's the, the, the song that was on the demo.
0: It was in the, the dojo with, with, with the onion. Master Onion. Yes.
1: And and he appears again in N'Jim Lamy, I believe as the first like level as well.
0: Just like a tiny bit of a refresher, kind of a, a touchstone.
1: Essentially the same idea. The biggest difference, of course, in Jammer Lamy, you're playing guitar. But the whole thing was, it was so ridiculous. I remember as a kid why it was so entertaining to me because it. she was like, anything can be your guitar. And that was the whole point of the game was you go around and do all these other tasks, but she pretended it was a guitar, like you flew an airplane as if you were playing a guitar.
0: That's right, Yeah.
1: And then you put out a fire and they always would make the shape of a guitar. It was so ridiculous. It was just like, it really played on like, your imagination is important and it can save everyone and music will save the world. And like, it's so ridiculous and and fun. And the, the, the songs, of course, were inherently catchy because of that. Like they were really catchy songs really like always upbeat and exciting which was always fun
0: I do remember liking the songs yeah they were they were very punchy right and they had to be cuz you were trying to match rhythms
1: right and yeah i just i just remember just really enjoying being able to just bop along to it as you're playing like i i, I guarantee i was dancing as i played you know if i wasn't getting too drilled in and slamming my fingers on the buttons like exex do it now but um I know those are great noises. It was definitely a game also because I think we lean very RPG heavy, very plot heavy games. A lot of the times it was nice to have that game that was like a break on our brains. Like this is a game you didn't have to think about. There wasn't really a plot you had to worry about. It was just
0: right. was just kind of kick back. Yeah.
1: Match the rhythm, kick back and have some fun. Which sometimes that's what you're looking for in gaming is just that basic release. It doesn't always have to be an escape as in go to a fantasy world. It sometimes is just like, I don't want to think for a little bit. And that's the kind of game you didn't have to think and still had a really good time with.
0: Yeah, I don't remember a lot of the game itself, but I remember playing it. I remember enjoying it. I remember just hanging out. We had that we had moved downstairs into the basement at that point and had that really big TV that was just a lot of fun to play on. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's, that's definitely what I remember of it is sitting in the basement, uh, mushrooming as mom always used to tell it when we would stay in the basement for long periods of time. That's right. And just playing that kind of game and just like getting absorbed in trying to play guitar on four buttons.
0: And it was instead of uh, singing back and forth, it was someone singing and Lammy mimicked that on the guitar. So it was just like the notes and the, and the cadence and the rhythm Yeah. rather than repeating the words, which was kind of neat as well.
1: Right, yeah, because she wasn't, again, a rapper. She was playing the guitar. So, yeah, they'd be like, I'm trying to remember the Airplane song, which was one of my favorite songs. The pilot would sing the lyrics, and then you'd match the almost like the wine on the guitar. It was really clever in that sense. I don't know if we beat it. I agree with you. I'm not sure... We ever beat it because I, I suck at rhythm games. So I don't, I don't know if I ever beat it, but I just, I really enjoyed the game. And I got really angry when he would get mad at you and you suck. And it's like,
0: I know, it's like I'm trying.
1: And you'd watch this scale go from good, bad. It
0: would get mad. Yeah.
1: And then the music would get worse and it would distort.
0: Stuff stuff would start to like wilt and yeah.
1: I, yeah. And the music started distorting and stuff, which was just so just, it it stressed you out because it would get worse and worse. And you're like, I'm trying.
0: So, what what is your rose tinted score for the game?
1: My rose tinted score. I had a lot of fun. It was definitely a game I just played like occasionally for Funzied. I'd probably give it like a seven. It was not my favorite game in the world. It wasn't the best game out there. It just was fun. It was an easy, casual play that I enjoyed. You know, kind of popping in every once in a while when I just needed a break. How about you? What would you give your rose tinted score?
0: I think rose-tinted score, I would also give it a 7. I remember enjoying it, but yeah, it was just kind of something to relax to. It was definitely more of a casual game than a lot of the stuff that we had played.
1: So then, in contrast, what do you think is going to be your score upon the replay? And this is knowing that we've played a lot more rhythm games since we originally played this, because we have guitar heroes and rock bands and all those, and, you know, just rhythm elements to other games. So what what do you think your new score will be?
0: I'm thinking it's probably going to drop down. Not insignificantly probably a six or a five and a half in that area. I think the music was probably good, but I think the gameplay will probably end up being incredibly frustrating, knowing all of the other rhythm games we played and just the you know, how how those old controllers were mechanized to see how that carries over. Well I guess I'm playing the original one. I will be playing the original one.
1: Yes. And I'm gonna be playing it on the PS3.
0: So that'll be interesting to see how that goes. It will. What about you? What do you, what do you think you're going to give it?
1: I think I agree. I think it's, it, unfortunately, is going to drop a bit. I think the music will be just as catchy. I think the, the colors will be fun. But the rhythm part, the actual gameplay part, it just it, I have a feeling it will be not as smooth as, it, you know, I had struggled with before. I think I'll struggle with again. But I think a lot more will have to do with kind of the jankiness of the control. So I'm probably going to give it a 6.5. I won't drop it as much as you, but probably a 6.5 as opposed to the 7a I remember it as.
0: Sounds good. So, now we got our scores down. We got our predicted scores. Let's uh roll that song and head back to the present. See how we did. That music as well as the Wayne's World sound effects means we are back to the episode. We've played the game. One of us at least has beat it. So let's see how well our memories have held up. So, Katie, what, what is this game about? Were, were we close? Were we, do we get the big stuff down?
1: I mean, we got the big stuff that it's a rhythm game where you have to follow button prompts. Uh, she is not a dog. Lammy is, in fact, a lamb. That would have been logical to assume, and I was wrong.
0: Which which producer Kyle reminded us immediately after we were done taping the rose-tinted segment, and we both went, oh, man! mean
1: it was like, oh, that makes so much more sense! That's why it's Lambie! Yes. But yeah, no, it is a rhythm game that you go through, and you play, and you have the songs, and you travel and and i didn't remember quite that lammy is trying to get to her concert and she keeps getting waylaid along the way and that's each of the songs you play
0: right so that's that's the whole framing device right
1: we did remember the airplane level which was no question my favorite song
0: oh easily that was the game that we looked up immediately after we we taped the rose tinted segment we went and we said, all right, let's listen to this. And we both went, oh, yeah.
1: And got so excited, like, yes, this song. Yes. yes. That is one of my favorites. Still, like, that is probably my favorite song of the whole thing. That and then the Firefoon song, which is actually level two, I think.
0: I really like that song. Yeah, I, I had forgotten about that one. But I definitely, like, say what you will, a lot of these songs got stuck in my head. For good and bad reasons, I'll say.
1: Yeah, I agree. And then I think the other thing, I really loved the fact that the first level is really similar to the first level of Parappa. It's the same song, essentially, with slightly different lyrics. And it's still the Onion teaching you basically the basics of the game. And that's amazing.
0: I I meant to say this, like, I think you said in the the Rose Tinted that it's like, you know, you would talk to people, everyone remembers Parappa the rapper, and no one remembers Um Jammer Lammy. Like, I brought it up to people and like, hey, you remember Parappa? And they're like, yeah, kick punch it's all in the mind like that's what everyone remembers it's like you remember um jammer lammy they're like what so <laughs>
1: it really is the unknown sequel yeah and again it's it's funny because it starts off it's you know in parappa it's kick punch it's all in the mind whereas in Um jammer lammy it's kick punch you'll remember chop 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 again yeah. yes forever and it's just it's so beautifully done that it's the same thing but slightly different and I just I loved that I really loved that they tried to keep that same theme to it
0: so you were right in the rose tinted segment too where you're playing the guitar and like you pretty much turn everything into a guitar yes it's like my guitar's in my mind and then that's how you launched into it so you turn like the fire hose into a guitar you turned a baby into a guitar.
1: Yeah, that was a weird one. Which was weird. The plane controls into a guitar yeah. and then a chainsaw into a guitar. So you could then, you know, cut a guitar.
0: <laughs> so you, you definitely got farther in this than I did. And I'm willing to blame this on the timing, which I think we should talk about. Even if I think you're, you were playing the remake, correct? Yes. But I don't think they, they probably didn't fix any of it.
1: So we actually looked into it and the timing actually in the remake some people were saying was actually slightly worse than the original because of the time lag of getting from like a wireless controller to the system and there was just basically like there was arguments online of whether that was true or not but it wasn't any better at the minimum. It was either the same or possibly worse of trying to get the timing down. It was just, it was
0: rough. So, so yeah, let's, let's talk about this timing because it's, we've talked about the, the framing device of the game, but it's a rhythm game. Could be one of the first rhythm games. Harappa
1: was, yeah, the very first rhythm game. Well, I didn't
0: realize, I think I looked it up. The guy that was the designer for this game was also like a musician. And like decided to do games and then it's like, we'll do this. And then Parappa came sense. out and they struggled so hard, they being Sony, to figure out how to market this. Cause they're like, There haven't been any of these games before. How do we market this to people?
1: It, yeah, it really was the like the start of rhythm games. Yeah. Like you wouldn't have any of the rhythm games if it weren't for Parappa basically and
0: And it shows because there's definitely some growing pains that have gone through rhythm games yes it was i i remember i remember you remember remember it being bad but oh boy played it again was rough
1: it was rough, and it, it was things that we realized while playing through it that, like, I actually would get sometimes a better score or, like, pass a certain segment if I got the wrong buttons but the right rhythm. Oh, that's in my notes, more too, More than yeah. getting the right r- buttons in the wrong rhythm, and that that's not okay. It's, it's just like
0: you'd hit something, and I thought that the number of times where I would go through a, uh, a section and be like, oh, that was terrible, and they would be like, yeah! I'm like, what? How is that? Because, like, how, okay, so let's, let's, let's set up that part of the game, right? Like, so you had, what was it, four levels. You had cool, cool. good, bad, and awful. And you yeah. started at good. It would go through, it would be kind of a, a call response. So the other character, would, he would go through his lines, and it would show a bunch of button presses that you had to do on a little track. And then it would be passed over to you, and then you would have to do those things. And if you did that well, you could go up one level in those four levels. and if you did it badly, you would go down. But you had kind of like a you had to do it badly twice in a row to go down.
1: yeah, it would warn you and so you you gave you some lenience if you can be one wrong and then if you got one right, you'd be settled and then one yeah. wrong again. But to go back up, you need to go twice too. So like yeah. if you're down at bad, you have to get two in a row up to go up. It was, it was tough and it was interesting because producer Kyle and I ended up playing on two player mode and we actually did a lot better on two player mode because it gives you basically four opportunities really? it and adds your two scores together. before oh, it trails it. But the other thing that I noticed with the two player mode is it, it, it was more clear on whether you got something wrong or how many points you got from it. So you could tell how huh. right you did a lot better. And that was interesting to watch. But there were multiple moments where I would be like, oh, I definitely ruined that. And it'd be like, Oh, point. it was fine. Yeah.
0: It's like, like, really? Yeah. Ah.
1: And then other times I would feel like, yeah, I got that. I definitely had the rhythm. Definitely. And it's like, Meh. And it's like, why?
0: It was so frustrating. You, would, you had to end up anticipating the button pushes, which, again, it's probably how it was programmed because, you know, it was one of the first games. You're like, yeah, just hit the button at the right time. Even if the fact of hitting a button is unless you're riding your finger on top of that half pushed down right at the contact yeah. of the switch to the controller, there's always going to be an inherent lag in those. Yeah. And that I, I feel like that's probably was was fixed in like the newer games because they realized that that was incredibly frustrating.
1: Yeah. And, and it was incredibly frustrating at times. And and it was a game that like you had those moments And again, I I loved the songs, and I loved the art style of the game. I liked, we did remember, right, that they're kind of like papery, almost a 2D in a 3D world sometimes. Like, I loved those elements. And it's funny because, you know, we both played, of course, the American version of the game, but there actually was some censorship in the American version of the game, which is fascinating. So really, what happens is the first one that you would have run into is in the uh, wood chopping level when you're trying to create your own guitar, it's a thing. He says, he says knowing that we're here for fun in the American version, but the non-American English version, apparently it's chopping trees down just for fun.
0: So, so they didn't want people to chop down trees for fun? Interesting.
1: And then the other thing is more interesting that actually affected a lot more lyrics because actually in, in the very first level, your Onion Master actually alludes to other parts of the game because he's like, hey, you're going to rock a baby to sleep and you're going to have to build your own guitar he, and fly a plane. Like he actually says those things in that first song. Well, one thing he says in the version, the American version we played was you're going to go to an island. But the truth is in the real version, it's you're going to hell because at one point you actually die. So <laughs> at one point, you Lammy slips on a banana and dies in the original game and actually has a, a fake ends credit. And she actually is like, oh, this is lame. That's how you're ending the game. So our fourth wall break, one of our fourth wall breaks. Yeah. And then instead she goes to hell And so the whole level is in hell where you have to play your way out, which is so funny. In the in the version we played, you go to a quote unquote island. You just end up on this island and it makes so much more sense that it's hell because you're basically playing with a cult leader as she's like influencing her cult.
0: Oh, my God
1: the real truth is it's probably the underworld and demons and stuff and it makes so much more sense but they didn't want hell involved so they not only changed the lyrics in the first song to match that you never acknowledged as being in hell everything is treated the exact same thing except for the fact that they don't call it hell uh which is hilarious
0: you know i didn't even notice that they were talking like that that bastard onions set you up for the whole game yeah. like it's one of those things like you just stop paying attention to what he was saying. At least I did. I stopped paying attention to what he was actually saying and then just going with the button pushes.
1: I noticed it when I was watching your stream more again, because I wasn't focused on the button mm-hmm. pushes. I was like, oh, if you're listening, he's like, oh, and you'll have to like throttle up, throttle down. And I was like, that's from the airplane level. That's from
0: the airplane. That's actually really, really cool. It's I
1: clever. And, I- and it's, again, it's, it's so funny, like as frustrating, ridiculous ridiculously frustrating as the timing was and that really was the worst part of the game is the timing killed so much of the game I had so much fun playing those levels and those songs and it's such a clever game I mean outside of the fact Master Onion is probably a little racist but you know it's fine it's fine
0: I like the little smell lines he had on him, by the way. I didn't remember that part.
1: And that reminds me, I loved the loading screens, because this is an era where loading screens were a thing, and every loading screen was different, and it was based on whatever level you're going to. So in that first level, it's loading comes off of the onion's head in stink Mm -hmm. lines, smelling, like, so clever. The art style, and the this is why I remember the game, is how much I loved those moments of the music and the style and the art. It was just so much fun
0: but so, so hard to play.
1: frustratingly hard. It's not
0: even like a, a, a hard game that's challenging. It's hard because you need to be so exact, but not even that, because just the physics of the game and the controllers, you have to do it ahead of time. Like that chainsaw level that I never actually beat. So I never actually beat the game. I never got through that one. The best I did was literally when I turned the volume all the way down. Like, yeah. I did better off not listening to the music, which I think is why I struggled with the airplay level a lot because I love that song so much. You're, like, just naturally trying to hit the buttons in the actual rhythm, which doesn't work for this game.
1: Well, it's funny though, on the opposite way, there were times when I actually closed my eyes and just listened and hit the buttons trying to match the rhythm, and I would sometimes do better. And it depended on the level. It depended on where in the level you were. It depends so much. It was so not consistent.
0: It's it's. You'd think you'd get something done, and I, I did try that a couple times, and I should have switched to easy to see if that would work.
1: So, we experimented with easy mode while you weren't watching the stream, and Lisa saw this, and I said, this is why we can't do easy mode. There's no actual button prompts in the sense of it's not specific. They give you the rhythm. The only way it's easy is there's the rhythm is the same. They just don't say what button you're supposed to be hitting.
0: So you can hit any button. You
1: can hit any button you want.
0: So like, yeah, you, you don't have to hit a specific button, yeah. but that would go to your close your eyes.
1: Yes. And.
0: Try. But that's, you've got to know the song well enough to know when those button presses are.
1: And that's a good comparison to Parappa. So in, like I said, in or Lammy, you could actually get a higher score hitting the wrong buttons, but in the right rhythm, than hitting not all the wrong buttons, but a lot of wrong mm-hmm. buttons in the right rhythm, than hitting all the right buttons in a wrong rhythm. That wasn't the case in Parappa, because Parappa actually says the words that you're supposed to say. So if you say them in the wrong yeah. order, he says the wrong words. You can't really tell as much in Room Jammer.
0: You it, play different notes, right? You do, like, but the so, game doesn't
1: seem to care as much.
0: Yeah. Well, there are times where I, like it, the note didn't even show up when I hit the button. And those were the times where it ended up being okay. So it's like, did the game just freak out and be like, yeah, it's fine. I was curious about this. It made me think of uh, all this, this timing thing. Have you ever watched uh, Zero Punctuation?
1: Yes, I've seen it in the past.
0: So he did this thing where he went through uh, 12 months and he made 12 games in 12 months. Oh. And one of the games he did was like a pseudo rhythm game. And he was talking about timing and how that's so hard. He brought up how the music that he had was a, the beats per minute of that song was not an even number to work with 60 frames per second.
1: Interesting.
0: And then I went back and I looked at all of the songs and they're like 115 beats per minute, 100 beats per minute, 190 beats per minute. None of these things work with 60 frames per second well. That
1: makes so So, much sense. Yeah,
0: like so there's inherently, Ah! you've got to do a lot of programming to make sure that works correctly. And you wonder, since this was one of the first games, if they didn't necessarily get all of that Correct,
1: yeah, and I that feels like because sometimes you would be right for being early, sometimes you'd be right for being late. It really depended on the song and the part of the song you're at. It could be struggle time, but that's the funny thing is like I just enjoyed playing a lot of the like ideas, like the game as a whole. Yeah. Uh, the really fascinating thing about it was again, the two player mode was great because it gave you more like there's more lenience essentially because it gave you a lot longer to screw up before it ding you. But the other thing is, so you can actually play, once you get to unlock it, you can actually play as your second player, instead of being Rammy, quote unquote, which is the like dark Lammy, Uh you play, your second player is Parappa. Oh, nice. And the funny part though is they actually changed the songs for him. He has his own lyrics, his own rhythm. Oh, really? Like if you play through the game, it is a different song for Parappa than it is for Lammy. And that's just... That's it's really amazing cool. how much they put into this game beyond just the basic game, is they actually added all these other pieces to it. And that's so cool. It's like, it was so much fun.
0: Yeah. We keep saying this, and it's, you know, the music was good. That's the point of the game. The music was clearly good. Again, it helps that the developer was a musician.
1: Right. And yeah, exactly. If you're doing a rhythm music game, if the music isn't good it's not worth it. It's, right. it's definitely not worth it. But I just, I loved playing this game for the music, if anything, I'm definitely gonna listen to those on playlists because they're fun. Yes. And it was, it was just a lot of fun. So after all that's said and done, and now that we've played the game and had experience adding in the songs and the timings and everything, what would you give your score at the end of the day, Chris? Including the timing, including everything, what do you score? Ooh, sorry. <laughs> keep that in (laughs) what do you score Um general chris you gave it a 7 in your rose tinted glasses you gave it a 5.5 predicted score but where did it actually land
0: so I'm going to do my best to judge these games with the context of modern gaming and I keep saying that and eventually it's going to be true if nothing else then maybe producer kai will get off my back for rating these games so highly every single time but I'm probably going to give this game, with the modern context, probably a six. I don't think it deserves to be necessarily a five and a half because it did have some forgiveness in there, but it's not the easiest rhythm game out there. They've definitely come a long way since then, and it's not fair to judge them against that, but I'm going to anyways, because that is part of what we're doing. Like,
1: It's part of the game.
0: That's kind of the point. I don't mind challenging gameplay. I do mind challenging mechanics of games, especially when this one isn't necessarily limited by the hardware. This is just how they made the game. And you know what?
1: They just didn't know what they were doing yet.
0: They didn't know what they were doing. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say a six. What about you? You were, your rose score, I think was a seven. I'm not going to tell you your predicted score, but what is, what do you give it now?
1: I think I fall into the same kind of thought process you did that I want to give it some forgiveness because it was so early in the concept of rhythm games, but just that's not how we're supposed to look at these things. And it was, it was actually like frustrating to the point where it breaks the game because you just didn't want to play anymore because you thought you got it right and it was wrong. So I'm probably actually going to rate it a six as well, a six out of 10.
0: Which is close because your predictive score was a six, six and a half yeah so we both started as a seven in the rows both knocked it down to a six part of me thinks that my six was a fairly generous six because as you said yeah you had a really good point where it's just like there were times where it's like i don't want to play this anymore like this is just frustrating
1: i had way more fun playing the game in two-player mode when i actually could get through it in like two tries or three tries than i did in the original mode and that's that is problematic for a game and overall though it was popular game, or at least the series was really popular.
0: It's because they didn't know any better.
1: Ha! <laughs> While um, Lamy never got an official remaster or anything, it did come out again on the PS3, on the PSN network. Parappa did get a full remaster in 2017 that's available on PS4. We both played the demo for that. Yes. Um, kind of as a throwback to the fact we only played the demo of Parappa as well. That was interesting. It was way more forgiving.
0: I was going to say, I can't tell if it was way more forgiving because of the better mechanics or because it's the demo, so they want you to do well
1: that's a good point it's hard to say but yeah. it was way more forgiving and i'll give it that but i will say the demo back in the day on the ps1 disc was not forgiving at all and hated me so
0: that's fair also rapping with words sounds way more awkward especially when you do it out of time yeah. like at least with guitar notes it's like well it's a little bit off but it's when he's going kick punch and he goes kick punch it's like he almost said it with a question mark if you did it incorrectly
1: yeah, it's more notable when you screw up for sure. And again, if you put the if you actually get the wrong rhythm, it's much more obvious again because he'll be like instead of like jump down, he'll be like down jump? Yeah. Like, oh for rappa.
0: Part of me wants to play the full game, but it's like what did you say? It's like twenty bucks?
1: Yeah, it's like twenty bucks.
0: Which it's not a lot, but at some point.
1: Maybe one day. But what's your final verdict on the game? Would you recommend this to go back and play for people or to play for the first
0: time? If you have it, go play it again just to remember the songs. Maybe. I don't know if I would go back. And and this is hard because we didn't necessarily do our, I won't say do our due diligence to buy the new version because that's silly. But if the new version has better timing, definitely go play it because the songs are good. The gameplay is incredibly frustrating. I'm going to go back and play it some more just so I can actually try to beat it and maybe do some two-player, but I I don't know. It was rough. Go watch it on YouTube.
1: Exactly. I was going to say, I think if you played it before, Um Jammer, Lamy, or Parappa, if you've played them before, it's worth a play again if you can get like a sale or something on the game. Yeah. I think Um Jammer was only like $5 on the PS3 still, so that's not, you know, much. But if you haven't played them before, I think watch the songs on YouTube first and see if you like them because you might be playing them over and over and over and over and over again. So it's better to watch the songs on YouTube. They're a lot of fun. Check out the music. But I wouldn't say play it unless you love rhythm games and want to try it out or you played it before. So I think I think the final consensus from both of us is watch it on YouTube and only play it if you played it before and are willing to be uh, incredibly really, really frustrated. frustrated.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So that wraps up this episode. Hope you enjoyed our little foray into Oomjammer um, Lammy. Next up is a game that we've both been really looking forward to replaying. Uh, we're really excited for this
0: Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. Woo! Loved this game growing up. I'm really excited to talk about this game.
1: This is a game we definitely held off wanting to play and was like, no, we have to wait until we record for the podcast. No, we have to wait. So we're super excited for this game. It's going to be our first foray into an RPG. So join us for next episode. When does next episode drop, Chris?
0: So we dropped all the episodes pretty quickly early on. We're going to try to start doing every two weeks for episodes, which is going to be frustrating to wait to play some games, but I think it's going to give producer Kyle less headaches. So the plan is every two weeks from here on out, it'll be on Tuesdays. So nice and early in the week. Listen to it. Mark your calendars
1: for every other Tuesday and join us for some old school video games. You can now find us pretty much on any podcast platform Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora, all of the above. Whatever you like most, we are most likely there. Give us five stars wherever you can. If you like us, if you don't like us, just don't do anything about it then.
0: Subscribe, follow us on Twitch, GWGW Show uh you kind of get a sneak peek on what we're doing for episodes since we'll be playing those games beforehand yeah
1: chat with us and join us on our coast to coast co-ops tuesdays we have a lot of fun over on the twitch channel if you have a chance but otherwise thank you so much for listening thanks to our producers as always for kyle and lisa big you guys thanks. are awesome but honestly thank you for anyone who's listened thus far we really appreciate you listening to us be kind of just weird and hope you guys are enjoying
0: Say goodbye, Katie. Goodbye, Katie. Bye, everyone.
1: Ah, well, let's see if we can do that again.
0: Oh, God, punch the cat. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to give you a thumbs up, and I punched the cat. <laughs>